0: This life is simply an accumulation of experiences. Some of those experiences are going to be great. Some of those experiences are going to be not so great. They're going to be difficult. And it's hard when you're in it to look at those difficult circumstances and find the good in them. However, Those difficult circumstances, when you don't achieve the goal, when your goals change, when you're struggling in one of those five key areas, when you're not finding the people to surround yourself with, when your body is not where you want it to be, right? Those difficult circumstances are the only reason that we even have these stories to tell. Brent, you wouldn't have the podcast if you didn't have difficulties. I wouldn't have my broadcast if I didn't go through those struggles that I went through. So realizing and having the consciousness and awareness that when you are in those times of struggle and difficulty, you're not alone, number one, but realize that these are the times that are shaping you for the rest of your life.
1: Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential, grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? Well, that's the big question. In this podcast, we'll help you answer those questions and more. My name is Brent, and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Big shout out to Fallible Nation. You guys make this possible, and a warm welcome to our first-time listeners. I really appreciate you taking the time today to give us a chance, and I hope you enjoy the show. My name is Brent, and today my guest is the host of the Be Better broadcast and performance coach, Brandon Eastman. Brandon, welcome to the Fallible Man podcast.
0: It's great to be here, brother. It's uh the, the time has come. I know we talked about this for a while, and I love everything your show stands for and the people you're reaching and helping. So it's great to be here, man. Thank you.
1: I, I appreciate it, man. Uh Brandon and I are actually connected through some other other ways. And so I'm excited to have him on. Brennan is a phenomenal podcaster. You guys should check out the Be Better Bot. Be better broadcast. I like the fact that you said broadcast instead of podcast. You get it the throws, f- everybody off, it throws everybody off, dude. I am so bad at like aligning. <laughs> you know, people get those things where they're like, "Oh, the three R's are." I, I'm horrible yeah. at trying to make things fit. So yeah. the fact that you managed to do the three B's was just cool.
0: I started that way and I kept it because I was like, just like you said, alliteration is nice, BBB. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, people mess it up so often now that I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> we're, we're sticking with it. It's over 300 episodes, so we're gonna keep rolling.
1: Right on. So, Brandon, we like to start on a lighter note. And so how is your trivia scales, skills?
0: Uh, it depends on what the topic is, but I'm down to play. Pointless,
1: useless trivia. That's what I aim for.
0: All right. I, I, I like to think I'm, like, okay. If there was
1: a scale of one to ten, I'm probably, like, a three and a half, four. Oh, that that's okay. I, I purposely look for, like, I just randomly Google questions on the internet. Okay. Google, Google that. If I really am getting nasty, I'll break out the old Trivial Pursuit questions yeah 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 because man they're they're just totally i i have old enough editions of it that most people have no idea what the answer is anymore <laughs> i'm down dude if you
0: got a question i'm, I'm down do. okay.
1: okay so here is the question of the show what is shakespeare's shortest tragedy is it a Macbeth, b hamlet c romeo and juliet or d othello
0: Oh, I think it's, uh, so I read like all of those in English class and thank you for the multiple choice. I'm going to say Othello is the answer.
1: All right, guys, if you're playing along with us at home, you know, the rules do not cheat. Do not pause the show. Don't look it up on your phone. And for God's sake, if you're driving, please don't try and look that up right now. Uh, We'll get back to that. Now, Brandon, I don't do huge introductions because no one cares, right? Accolades are a thing of the past, honestly. So, in your own words, today, who is Brandon Eastman? Today,
0: Brandon Eastman is the host of a podcast with a goal to reach more and more people each year, with the ultimate mission being to help people to live a better life in the five key areas of life and achieve what I like to call self mastery, achieving success and whatever you call success in the five key areas of life and just real quickly that's your physical fitness that's your emotional health your financial health your relationships and your spirituality i believe that if you have a strong foothold in each of those five key areas then you're on the path to waking up in the morning realizing that you are making progress and growing each day and feeling good and happy about yourself so that's our goal is to
1: reach more and more people and that's my main mission today all right if you could have a conversation with anyone living or dead, who would it be? And why Ooh, living or dead? You said living or dead, it would be, so I would just fanboy
0: out and choose Tony Robbins as the person I'd like to speak with. I just love Tony Robbins. He made a significant impact on my life when I was 21 years old, overweight, unhappy, not sure what direction I wanted to go. I started listening and watching all of his videos on YouTube that he gave away for free. And I just dove in. I watched probably literally every Tony Robbins video on YouTube, including his older stuff. And he helped me to get out of a really dark place. So I would choose Tony Robbins for that. The second person, can I give one more? Just because yeah, yeah. I would choose Patrick Bet David. Are you familiar with Patrick Bet David? I am. I've,
1: I've heard him speak live actually.
0: Oh, you were like you were there in the room. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Very cool. Uh,
1: I was at a YouTube conference two years ago. Wow. And He was one of the keynote speakers.
0: Damn. I'm jealous, brother, that I would even love to be in the room with him. I just love the guy. I think he's, so I love Joe Rogan and Mm -hmm. I'm literally, if there's a Joe Rogan fan, I'm right along with them. I probably listen to almost not all episodes because he's got so many, but I believe Patrick Bet-David now is who Joe Rogan used to be. Not that Joe changed, Mm -hmm. although I just, I think his direction changed a little bit, but I believe Patrick Bet-David is talking about the real issues that need to be talked about today when it comes to America and the world and and what needs to be changed. I believe he's fearless and having those conversations. And that's why I'd love to talk with him.
1: I, I'm a big fan. Like I had never actually heard of him until I heard him in that keynote. I pulled out my phone and ordered his book. Yeah. While he was still keynoting. And it was an extraordinary book. Great book. Great book. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he's one of the few podcasters I actually listen to. I, I love listening to him. Yep. Now uh, remind me uh, after we wrap up, I'll, dude, you, you would, fanboy the lineup they had for that conference they haven't had it since because the oh. lineup was so killer that it's like how do you top that like yeah so yeah we'll, we'll get into that off camera okay cool uh, i was going to ask you about what hidden talent you had and then i was going through your instagram and and i found that you oh that's a video you're gonna play okay hard amazing <laughs> singer and guitar player that's this. I'm a fan of the song. It's kinda it's hard fun. to talk right now.
0: Honey, why you crying? Is everything okay? I gotta whisper cause I can't be too loud. Well, my girl's in the next room. Sometimes I wish she was you. I guess we never really moved on. It's really good to hear your voice saying my name. It sounds so sweet, coming from the lips of an angel. Hearing those words, it makes me weak. And I never want to say goodbye. But can you make it hard to be faithful with the lips of an angel?
1: That's a killer song, dude. Now you guys, if you if you want to catch the full, you have to go over to Brandon's Instagram and we'll have links for that because you you don't want to miss the rest of that. Dude, that's that's I've I've listened to that songs for years. Uh that's an extraordinary cover. I had no idea you could sing and play. I appreciate that, man. I,
0: for any other singers, guitarists out there, like one of the cringiest things you can do is have a video of you playing you like forced to watch the video, which I, I respect you playing it, but it's like, it was such a weird feeling when like a video comes up or someone's playing the video in the same room as you're in. It's like, Oh, it's like insecurity <laughs> and everything else just pops up. But I appreciate that. And, uh, that's like one of the most modern songs that I've covered on the on my instagram or in general i just do it as a hobby but i'm a bon jovi fan i love older classic rock so that's where that's most of the covers you'll see but thanks for uh thanks for
1: sharing that man that's cool that's uh i i'm i'm in that age group so you know uh that that's one of the reasons i like that song it comes from the right age group of music yeah 90s uh, where i was the the bands i was listening to so it's like man uh, so you know, when, when's the solo album coming out? Cause
0: <laughs> I got to write some music first. I'm actually in the process of writing a few songs, which is really a, a different experience. Cause I've just been trying to do new things. And that's one of the new things that I've challenged myself to do. And realistically, I'd like to have like a little mini album that I can just perform live places like five songs by the end of the year. I think that'd be really cool. And I feel
1: like that's pretty attainable. That sounds like a plan, dude. I, I want to see that like i said i was gonna ask the question and then i found this like dude there's the answer right there i got it what's so generic
0: too you know like it's like what do you do oh i play guitar and sing you know it's something a lot of people
1: do but i've been doing it since i was 15 and i'm almost 30 who want to do it who don't do it well or can't do it so (laughs) well i appreciate it that's that's not me i don't play guitar i've always wanted to never took the time to learn yeah So what's one weird fact about you, just randomly weird fact about you.
0: One if okay, first thing that comes to mind is I I'm a cat guy. So do you have pets? Yeah, I'm a dog guy. You're a dog guy? Okay. Most people are. And like I find that I resonate very well with other cat people, with dog people too. But I just I think cats are some of the most fascinating animals on earth i just i think they're so intelligent they're so smart dogs each have their own personality you know that that's clear and dogs are always the happiest people to see you but cats are just like hunting and it's like they're always up to something and i just like i have two cats i'm sorry three cats uh one's a black cat two are tiger striped cats and they are they're each different they each Have their own different personalities and they do unique things. And I just like to study and watch them. Like I'm a big animal person. I love animals, but
1: I'm definitely a cat guy. That's probably the weirdest fact that comes to mind. I I don't not like cats. I just don't want one. It's I get along (laughs) fine with them. Your dog might eat it. But no, for the same reason that you like them, like they're 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 half in man. Like Constantine nailed it. They're half in. They're they're there's something scary going on in the background. It's so true though, they're predators. I mean, that's what, I feel like they're more predators than
0: dogs are primarily. So it's like they they would eat you. If you died and your body was there for like five days, I think they start eating your body, which I don't blame them because they're starving, but I don't think dogs do that. I think dogs die with you. So that's a big difference right there.
1: Usually at about three to five days is the line. A starving dog will start to eat his owner. A cat will start on you about a day in. Once the star's getting fed. Yeah damn
0: so the dog gives us some time at least yeah the dog i some
1: more until just the hunger wins out right it's like they talk about vampires the thirst always wins
0: sarah writes in the chat depends on the breed of dog <laughs> that's true too i don't think a yorkie might go to town that quick who knows
1: <laughs> what's one purchase of a hundred dollars or less that you've made in the last year that's had the most profound impact on your life oh excellent question it's
0: funny you asked that because I just recently bought a new guitar and that was certainly not under a hundred dollars, but I bought something for it, which if you, you know, everyone knows with a guitar, electric guitars, you plug it in. So there's a cord that leads to an amplifier. And I went on Amazon and I found that you can actually get a wireless transmitter and receiver. Mm, so yeah. you can plug in the wireless transmitter into your guitar and the other end into your amp and turn them both on. And then the signal, it sounds like elementary, but this was new to me. The signal just goes from the transmitter to the amp. So I can walk around, practice, play guitar without actually being plugged in. And it was literally $35 for this system. It doesn't mean it's going to last forever, but it works flawlessly and you just have to charge it. And I just thought walking up the stairs from my show this morning, like that was probably one of the best purchases I've ever made for less than $100. Okay. I like it
1: you know what i'm as a person who likes to be wireless on everything i totally get that uh what's one of yours what's what's a purchase you've made recently that's less than 100 that, that you i like? made a lot of purchases recently honestly mm. um yeah you see
0: this is not an easy question
1: my <laughs> exactly no, I, I ask it all the time <laughs> I've, I've just been waiting for someone to throw it back at me mm-hmm. uh under a hundred dollars i gotta stop and think because everything i I spend money on is for my studio usually like i I turn around all the extra money goes to my studio and and as you know nothing in the studio is cheap oh dude i completely get it uh no sarah says my shoes no vibrams are not under a hundred dollars unfortunately i wish they were under a hundred dollars i've never heard of vibrams oh they're the toe shoes the, the the Vibram Five oh, b shoes. You like yeah. them? Are they comfortable? Oh man, I love these things. That I've on my third pair, I think. I I've run races <laughs> in them, uh, off wow. of course racing. Uh, if you like being barefooted, they're amazing.
0: Wow, I'm gonna yeah. have
1: to look at them. I've never I've never even like seen people out in the wild wearing. I'm, them. I'm actually wearing them right now. I just can't get a camera down on my toes. <laughs> my leg does not flex this all. I hear uh, you. But, yeah, no, the only thing that freaks people out is it's a weird feeling to get used to something being between your toes. Mm. Uh, that that yeah. takes some adjustment. But, no, they have Vibrams that are super basic. They're basically like slippers with a thin rubber sole. And they have Vibrams that are, like, trail hiking grade. Yeah. Where the sole is hair thicker and has more traction. Uh, but I've done, like, 10-mile events in Vibrams. Sick. Like, I love how active you are, brother. It's super cool. Just, uh, cause I fitness
0: changed my life and it's cool to see that like, you're a strong man. I mean, this is something that you've been doing
1: for a lot of your life. So it's, it's great to be around like company where fitness is like a staple of life. Oh, I, I gotta admit, I've been lazy lately. I have not been in the gym near as much as I should be. Ah, we're, yeah, we're in, we have seasons, you know, we're, Yeah, we're, we're in a transition period. And so it's like, uh, getting to the gym kind of falls by the wayside and Uh, My kid is my oldest daughter is actually just became old enough to join our church youth group. Okay. She's junior high kid now. And she's going to her first overnight event this week. And it's like, (gasps) my heart heart is thumping a little bit. That's a lot. So yeah, between that and some other things going on, I've, I've gotten really bad every day. I sit there and it's like, man, I need, I need to go to the gym.
0: You go to the gym. It's dude during those transitional points of life, like, keeping the gym a constant however you have to do that because it becomes harder to go because you're like I have so many other things I need to do I have so many things to think about and organize but getting there and then afterwards you just feel like so much better after you get back after a good workout
1: and you just feel so proud of yourself and it helps you make those transitions better yeah yeah well that's the thing is I know like that's exactly what I would tell other people I was working with and I was like man I'm such a hypocrite sometimes on that that's that's the first thing go. Right. We start getting busy and trying to, Oh, I got so much to do. And yeah. So it, it's been, the vibrums are probably close to a hundred, but yeah, I, but we'll I will take that. That's a good it. answer. I, I will Now I
0: know it. you've, edu- you've educated me on something. I wouldn't have known. So I'm going to check them out after.
1: Uh, I bought my first pair in 2015. I'm wow. Third pair. So you're a pioneer. Like I, yeah, I love these things. <laughs> <laughs> right just oddities. How is fatherhood treating you? Brandon is a new father and, uh, I love, I love the pics and I am absolutely just enjoying your, your journey on that. How is fatherhood life treating you? He's awesome, man.
0: So my, my son's, he just turned two months, four days ago. His name is Leo and it's just been a wild ride. So picture this. I was someone before having him who I've held one baby my entire life before him because I've always been afraid to hold babies like they're just so fragile I've always think like what if I drop him? it's gonna be the end like and so I had to learn everything at once like my wife she's baby sad she's done all the things so she was very versed thank God and I had to learn how to hold the baby how to feed a baby how to change a baby what to do with the baby how to keep them occupied everything that comes along with dressing the baby everything on top of okay now I have a baby on top of my business, on top of my work life, on top of everything else that I like to do. So Dai gave me great advice. You've probably had Die on the show at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. He gave me some great advice. He's like, Brandon, don't create any future plans right now before the baby. I think you were there when he gave this advice, because when the baby comes, your plans are going to change drastically. So it's been a wild ride of a lot of learning, more learning than I've ever had in a two-month period, along with a lot of fantastic experiences and emotions that I've never felt before. Just hearing him like start to form sounds and coups and words, not words, but him trying to form more. It sounds like he's saying words sometimes, but he's just making noises, but it's funny Uh, along with the learning and just trying to balance everything, dude, like balancing business and work and really prioritizing, figuring out what's most important, which I'm like in the heat of right now. So I'd say I'm with you. I'm also in a very transitory period of my life but it's uh it's amazing and i i wouldn't wish anything other than what i'm going through right now
1: awesome, awesome. thanks for asking uh tell us you already oh, hey you already took care of that question so look at that this is why i have show notes so i can not <laughs> twice. what is something everyone should know about you before we dig into today's episode
0: i a lot of people see me and they they hear me or they'll, especially in person, they'll be like, wow, you're just a really outgoing, positive guy. And it's like, a lot, some people even ask me, are you like this all the time? And the answer is always absolutely not. So number one, I'm not always like this. I'm very introverted, believe it or not. And I know how to come out of my shell when it's necessary, because I realize that we could have a part of this conversation today that really makes an impact on one person's life. And if I was in my shell, that wouldn't happen. But I'm very much an introvert. Yet, I still get out of my shell to host my show and to be in sales and to do all the other things. Like I don't just stay hidden, although I do stay hidden at times because I like to recharge. I love to read. I love to play guitar. I love to be alone with my thoughts and do the things that I like to do. So that that's one thing. And a lot of people know also that I was a fat kid practically my entire life up until I was 21 years old I was the fat kid. I had a year here and there where I lost weight and you know I was wearing be- different clothes and I felt better, but I didn't really cuz even my identity was always that of a fat kid and a lot of my story is when I really made the leap from being the continuous fat guy my entire life to having a mentor take me under his wing, bring me to the gym, show me the ropes of fitness and since I was 21 I've been between 190 to 200 pounds, feeling good, wearing suits that I feel good in, wearing clothes that I feel good in. And since 21, I'm 29 now, I haven't gone back to the person I was before. But most of my life, literally 21 years of it, I was the fat kid, both physically and mentally. And it took a lot of work to change that. And that's what's inspired, really, the, the work that I've done to this point in my life.
1: It's funny how many people, I one of the things I've always prided myself is trying to be just genuine. What you see is what you get. And I had one of my friends call me out the other day. It's like, you say that on the podcast, but how you are on the podcast is totally not you in, in, in real. It's like, <laughs> I know, it's just me. It's just me turned up to like 12. Yeah. Because if I don't come with some energy into it, nobody wants to listen to like some yes that quiet, soft-spoken monotone, uh, right? Yeah, there, yeah. There's gotta be some energy in it. Or like, no one wants to listen to that show. And they were like, Okay, that's fair. It it really is you. It's just it's like yeah, you gotta come out a little harder because I'm the same way. I'm I'm the stay at home. now nah, just
0: you're putting the effort in. I mean, when you when you do anything, you have a choice of where am I going to ramp up my energy for this. Even when you go to the gym, am I going to put a 10 out of 10 energy into this or am I going to put a three out of 10? And you know what? Sometimes three out of ten's okay. Sometimes I go and I don't feel that great, but I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to do the workout. Maybe it's not my best workout, but I'm going to do the best that I can in this moment. Like, dude, there's been mornings after the baby hasn't allowed us to sleep at all where I still had a podcast. And there was one or two out of maybe the 20 or so since he's been here where I canceled because I was like, I just have not slept and I will not be able to show up as myself. But the other ones, dude, like you still just show up as your best self possible. And it's important, like, For us, what we're doing right now, for people who go on Zoom calls for their work, if they're a leader in a company, when you go do anything where you're around people, you are putting on a performance. That doesn't mean that you're a different person. It just simply means that you're conscious and aware of what energy you're giving off in that moment. And if people are listening and your job is to engage people or entertain or educate, you've got to be able to ramp up the energy. If you don't, then the listeners are going to be in for a rough time or they're just going to leave.
1: Guys, we've been getting to know Brandon, just a little bit of who he is and where he's at right now in the next part of the show, we're going to dive into the why, self mastery and mistakes in setting goals. We're going to roll to our sponsor and we will be right back with more from Brandon Eastman. Now, before we go any further, I wanted to share with you guys. I don't always tell you how much I love doing my podcast. Like I passionately love what I'm doing. And one of the things that makes my life better as a podcaster is to work with a company, like grow your show. Grow Your Show is a one-stop podcast, do it all. Now I use Grow Your Show for my marketing, but Grow Your Show is literally a one-stop shop. You can record your episode and just drop it off with them. And they take it from there. It's amazing. If you are interested in picking up podcasting as a hobby, or maybe you're looking to expand your business and use podcasting in that aspect, talk to my friends over at Grow Your Show. Adam will take care of you. I guarantee it. I trust him. He's my friend. He's my business colleague. And I wouldn't trust anybody else with my show. Guys, welcome back to the first part of the show. We were just spending some time getting to know Brandon. In this part of the show, we're going to dive into the whys, the self-mastery, and the mistakes in setting goals, and a little more. Uh, Brandon, I, I got to start, and this this is a die-approved question, I guarantee. Why do you want to help people? What's the why behind the why behind the why behind the Brandon.
0: That's a, a great question that, that brings it very deep, which I appreciate. I wasn't someone who just said that I want to help other people. So that that wasn't a goal of mine my entire life. When I graduated high school, I thought that I wanted to go to college because that's what everyone else was doing. I thought that I wanted to become a lawyer because I thought lawyers made a lot of money and I thought they were happy people. I later found out in life through talking with many lawyers, I've never met a lawyer who said you should have gone and been a lawyer. They all say, it's a good thing you didn't become a lawyer. It's wild. But I started to go to school for it and then I found myself in sales at a certain point. And I was 18 years old, making $60,000 in sales in my first year. Wow. And I was like, damn, this is really good. This is the same company that we've been talking about, Brent. And I was like, why am I going to school to become a lawyer if I'm already making $60,000 a year in sales? I said, if I focus full time on this, Rather than go to school at the same time, I can probably make over six figures. So my boss at the time, who was my mentor that I mentioned earlier, said, dude, just drop out of school. And I was like, drop out. What do you mean? That's not that's not even an option. My friends are going. My teachers told me to go. My, my parents think that it's a good thing I'm going. He's like, you've already reached your goal. Why would you continue going to school when you're already making the money that you want to make? So I did it. I dropped out. And to my surprise, people didn't care, right? Everyone was just like, okay, do your thing. And my next year in sales, I made close to six figures. I didn't quite make it there. But the year after that, I made over six figures, which was amazing. And I realized very quickly, Brent, at the age of 21, that money is not everything, right? I had more money, but I had even more problems than I had before I had any money, right? Because once you've reached a new income threshold, more problems come, right? I was making great money at this time, but I was overweight. I was unhappy. I, Like I told you, I was the fat kid all through this time for the most part working a desk job, eating crappy mall Chinese, just doing all the things I shouldn't have been doing. And I was very, very, very unhappy and depressed at that point in my life. And I think it's fair to look back to say I truly was depressed in that moment. And again, I wasn't someone who wanted to help people. I wanted to become a manager because I thought that the title was cool. right? I didn't realize that a manager was actually a leader. I didn't realize that it was my opportunity to make a difference in other people's lives. And at 21, when my mentor introduced me to personal development, and he showed me the book called The Secret. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever read The Secret? I haven't, I haven't. Excellent book, I recommend it. It's by Rhonda Byrne. And most people listening have probably heard of it. It's about the law of attraction, how like attracts like, right? If you have positive thoughts, more positive things will come to you. And I was certainly the person that did not have many positive thoughts at that time. And I read the book, I was introduced to personal development, I started moving up in the company I worked for. I started to make giant leaps with my fitness and my health. Within six months, I lost 60 pounds. And within eight months, I eliminated all the debt that I had. And I realized, wow, like I want to give other people these same realizations and learnings that I found. Like people don't realize that this stuff exists. Like even when you just said, I haven't read the secret, I'm like, whoa, like super cool. When you read this, you're just going to have more things in your toolbox that you can use. Because the thing is like, we all want to be happy. We all want to be successful, but our brain isn't programmed to make you happy or successful. Our brain is programmed for you to live, for you to survive and to look for opportunities to continue that survival. That's literally it. So if we want to feel good on the journey of surviving and thriving, it's up to us to really fill our toolbox with the tools necessary to feel good. So to answer your question in a very, very short way, because I know I just went off there, but it all leads to this. I wanted to help people because I've always been a teacher. I've always been an educator in that way. I've always enjoyed teaching people and showing people things. But I learned it through my own firsthand experience. I changed my life in a big way, in many ways, and I wanted to help other people make those same shifts too.
1: Okay. I, I always like when I talk to people in our area who coaches and personal development people who are trying to help other people, I always want to know why. Right. I think years of, uh, in, in the nineties and the early two thousands, there were all those people on TV, right? All those infomercials who were like, Oh, I'll fix this for you if you do. Right. And, and I think it made us all cynical about other people. It's like, what do they really want, right? Sure. It's like the the televangelist wearing a Rolex sure, uh, and asking me for money. I'm just like, uh,
0: no, no, no. It's funny because I didn't even know that those infomercials existed until I had already discovered personal development, which is wild. So maybe if I had seen one of those commercials beforehand, maybe I would have gone for it. I don't know. I hadn't even read a book, really, a nonfiction book until I was 21 years old. I didn't didn't know they existed. I didn't know personal development podcasts and videos on YouTube. I didn't know motivation videos exist. I didn't know any of that existed. And it's like, why weren't we taught that during school? Why wasn't that something that was discussed more even in my family? My family, my father is a business owner, successful business owner. My mother is a very hard worker as well. She did daycare. She did waitressing as I was growing up, but they don't even know about these principles, right? Even now, my dad's like, you got paid." to give a speech. He was like, what? He's like, how can you get paid that much for an hour for talking? And I was like, dad, this is, this is, this is real. Like this is an industry. Like people need this information. And I think the best part, man, is when people come up to you afterwards and they're like, you know, man, just like what you just said at first, I was like, is this guy just going to be another motivational speaker, which I hate that phrase. Mm -hmm. because it's temporary motivation wears off right and then they say but by the end of it i actually felt like you helped me to make a difference and i'm going to do things differently or add something to what i'm doing so yeah there's a lot of snake oil out there but sometimes people need to see the rolex and the car to to really open up their minds to the possibility of doing something different to get a different result i feel which is
1: interesting it's it's i want what you have yes but not understanding how you have what you have, yes, and it gets people. I think now it it feels really good when you get paid, like the first time you get paid to speak or something. But nothing compares to the first time, like you really connect with someone, and and you know, right? They they're like, you changed life forever for me. Oh, dude! And then a couple months later, you're like, okay, have they held on to this? And you find out, it's like, no, it really, that it took, uh, I recently had one of the guys from my conference. He, he hugged me on the way out of my conference said, you know, you changed my life. I was like, no, you chose to be here. You changed your life. The question is, what do you do tomorrow with it? Yeah, Uh, that's true. I ran into a mutual friend and like, oh my goodness, his life has changed radically. He's fixed his job. He's gotten treatment for alcohol. He's fixed his marriage. He's a better dad. He's like it right? Like, and I was like, yes, yes. Right. Because everybody gets excited in the moment, but when you actually start helping people, you're like, Oh, how have I ever done anything else? This, this, is- <laughs> right. It's, it's hard yeah. to go into anything else after that because you're like, Oh, wait, one person can make a difference in another person's life. And, and yeah. that's just an amazing feeling. Anytime you help anybody. It's great. It's amazing. So you progressed through your journey, right? After you discovered personal development and you decided, I'm going to start a business and a podcast. Tell, tell us about that and, and the foundations of that. So once I made those big changes in my life,
0: I became a leader in the company finally that I was working for. And it's for all, for all those listening, it's Verizon Wireless. And I became a sales trainer. So now I was helping people to make more money. And eventually I then became a trainer of other leaders at the company. I became the director of leadership development. It's a big title that essentially means I helped other people to get promoted to the next leadership role, right? And I realized that when it came to training salespeople and when it came to training leaders, one thing was a constant. I found that there was a process that when these salespeople followed this process, they made more money and lived better lives And when leaders followed this process, they became more influential leaders. They became happier people who also lived better lives. And I was like, this process is so important. I was like, if people who were in sales can follow it, if leaders can follow it, if anyone can follow this and just put the work in and implement what they've learned, like you said, a lot of people go to conferences and read books and they just accumulate information, but information is not power, it's only power When you actually implement that information so once i discovered this process i was like i want to help people with these things with these different problems they're facing with with the the sadness they're experiencing with being overweight being fat with being in debt with being broke with not being able to find the relationship that they want or or find happiness in the relationship that they have i was like i want to give this process to people outside of this company And I want to do it in the way that I discovered personal development. And I found personal development, like I said, with Tony Robbins. I watched all the YouTube videos that I could possibly find of this man on camera talking to the camera, whether it was him one-on-one like it is right now or him at an event speaking to groups of people. And I said, if that helped me, then why don't I create some videos and some content that can help other people to implement this process that I followed and then gave to salespeople and leaders? and that's when Be Better Industries happened. So I was 26 at the time, it was 2019, I started Be Better Industries and I started creating YouTube videos. I started releasing two to three videos a week about how to release weight, how to get yourself out of debt. I actually made a book review on Patrick Bet David's book that we mentioned earlier, Your Next Five Moves, which by the way, if you haven't read that book guys, go on Amazon, Your Next Five Moves, go buy that book. But I started making these videos and that's when 2021 came. I'm two years into it now. The pandemic is in full effect. And I said, you know what? Who am I not reaching? And I realized I'm not reaching the busy leader and the busy sales professional who doesn't have time to sit there and watch a video on how to better their life. They're listening to podcasts. They're at the gym, they're in the car, they're doing all the life things that that involves them not being able to look at their phone or their computer or their TV. So I started the Be Better Broadcast, which is everything that I was sharing on my YouTube channel, but now it's in podcast format and it stopped being just about me, right? I had a friend who said, Brandon, your content is really interesting. It's really great hearing your story but there's only so many stories you can tell about yourself that will help other people. He's like, what if you brought other guests on the show and interviewed other guests about their stories? And I was like, that's a really good idea. So I I started to do that. And I remember uh, this gentleman named Ben Winters was the first person I interviewed and I really enjoyed it. So that became the first broadcast episode. And now two years later, we're over 300 episodes We've crossed a hundred thousand downloads across platforms, which is amazing. And I found that I really, really like the podcast format because most people can relate to it because everyone knows what a podcast is, even the older generations for the most part. Even my dad knows what a podcast is, doesn't listen to them often, but he knows what they are. So that's where the goal comes from. I want to create and build the number one personal professional development podcast in the world because. I know that I'm a great teacher. I love teaching. It's what I love to do. I know I'm always going to teach. I'm never going to retire. I'm just never going to do it. There will come a point where I don't need to work, but I won't retire. I'm always going to continue teaching and sharing these principles and whatever else that I learn along the way
1: from all the great people I get to talk to. I, I look I look forward to years of bumping back and forth on that number one spot with you.
0: Hell yeah, brother.
1: So Let's that's, do that's it. Cool right there. Like, okay. Me and Brandon, we're gonna swap back and forth and fight. Hey, for dude, partners. we're so we got the same look going on in a very right? similar way. You know, oh, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. If you guys are <laughs> listening, you can check check out the video over on the podcast website or on YouTube. But yeah, like I mean, we we look like we're related,
0: especially when I had a longer beard. But you know, I I took that off. It, there was a lot. Yeah. I Any, mean, we won't get into the long
1: beard stories. Well, you, you were talking <laughs> about being being the fat kid growing up? And that was definitely me. Yeah, brother. I was like. Wow, we, we really just gone neck and neck for a long time. And how old are you, Brent? I am 43, so I've got you by a hey, few cool. years. Yeah, just by, just by a little bit, not too much. <laughs> oh, man. So one of the things I, I was looking in, getting ready for the show, and self-mastery is a concept just keeps coming up in the foundations of all of your work. I, I'm looking into your corporate programs for like industry sales. Cause you help do trainings for large corporate industries and sales professionals, as well as individuals, uh, as well as your personal development work. And I see this theme of self mastery come up over and over. What do our listeners need to know about self mastery and understand?
0: A lot of people in today's world, especially, and I know this because I talk to people who listen to the show and people on the streets when people like, I just got a message the other day by someone I went to school with who said, Hey man, can you send me a link to your podcast? I'm going through a lot right now. I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I feel like I'm not going in any direction. I feel like I'm not growing. I just don't know what's going on. Right. And he's like, I got a good job. I'm making good money. And a lot of people even now, because it used to be me believe that when you're making a lot of money you will be happy, right? And I came to learn myself very quickly that money does not equal happiness. It requires the other areas of life to be congruent with the money, right? So it's not just money, but how are your relationships? How connected are you spiritually with whatever you believe? If it's a religion, great. If you believe in infinite intelligence of the universe, great. How connected are you with that spirituality? How successful are you with your emotional mastery? Right. How conscious are you of the emotions that you're experiencing on a daily basis? Right. So if we have the external success, if we have the car, if we've got the nice things, if we've got the house, if we've got the 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 beautiful wife or the or the great husband or whatever, do we have the internal happiness that goes along with that? Because I know a lot of people who have the things, Mm -hmm. but it's all show. They're not happy people, right? But very rarely do I find the person who has this internal mastery. Who also doesn't have the thing. So I found this internal mastery, which you can just simply call self mastery, this mastery of every area of life is necessary in order to experience this state of being, which is an emotion called happiness, right? And it doesn't mean that you need to be loaded financially, it doesn't mean that you need to have all your relationships figured out. You don't need to have. Total emotional mastery over you're feeling great all day long. Like emotional mastery doesn't mean you're always feeling good, right? If you're always feeling good, then you don't know what good is because that's a constant. It's the only thing you ever experience. So just being conscious of those five key areas of life and asking yourself, which of these areas of my life is holding back all of the other ones from being at their peak? So like I told you, I was the fat kid my whole life. For me, it was my physical fitness. My fitness held everything else back. Because I was fat and unhappy, it stopped my relationships from blooming to the point they could. It stopped me from connecting spiritually to, I didn't really believe anything spiritually at the time, honestly, so that it stopped me from totally encountering any spiritual essence of whatever is out there. It stopped me from being at my income peak. It stopped me from... Being at my career peak, my physical fitness stopped me from achieving mastery in those other areas. But for some people, they're extremely fit, but they're broke, right? And if you're broke, you don't know how you're going to pay the rent. You don't know where the groceries are going to come from. You don't know how you're going to support your family, right? I've never been broke with a family, right? But I know other people other people who are. And if you're broke, the only thing you can think about is money. It's like being in a room without air. If you're in a room without air, what are you constantly thinking about? You need to breathe. You're trying to breathe, but you can't. And it's the same thing with money. And it's also the same thing with relationships. If you have no relationships in your life, if you, if you don't have many friends, if you don't have a significant other, then you're constantly asking, what is all this for? Like, why am I doing all this? So it's not about being a master in each of the areas. It's about asking yourself, which of these five key areas are holding all of the other ones back? And then not try to master them all, but focus on that one area that's halting all the other ones. That is self-mastery because once you start focusing on one of those areas that's holding all the other ones back, a rising tide raises all boats, right? So you work on that one thing. For me, it was my fitness. And then your relationships will bloom. Your finances will get better. Your emotions will get better. Your spirituality will exist because for me, it didn't even exist. So once you start working on that one area, so I ask everyone listening, what is that one area of life for you right now? Write it down. And don't judge yourself about it. Don't say, oh, I can't believe I allowed myself to get here right now. Say, this is where I am. This is the truth. Now, what can I do starting now in order to make 1% progress every single day to go from where I am to where it is I want to be? Because I know that by focusing on that, everything else will improve as a result.
1: I feel like that's like, just I, I should just stop. There's, There's a mic drop moment there. guys that that was deep and i want you to like pause the show because there's a lot more value to come but i want you to play with that in your head actually do it right we already talked about earlier in the show a lot of people listen read the books a lot of people go to conferences a lot of people listen to the shows and go oh yeah man that's great pause the show right now unless you're driving because we don't write while we're driving we've talked about that please don't but pause the show Write down the five pillars and identify which one you're struggling with.
0: Just and to say actually, them one last time, not to interrupt you. I just want to say more. No, Physical mastery, emotional mastery, your relationships, your
1: finances, and your spirituality. Those are the five pillars so you can write them down. All right. Write them down and identify that one. Like circle it and commit now, commit today at this moment to fixing that issue. just dive into that one issue and you'll be amazed what happens to your life now all all personal development guys talk about setting you know smart goals good goals good plans and you alluded there is a misconception when it comes to setting goals and plans so what what is this misconception because we don't want people right they're about to decide this is what i'm going to commit to working on yeah so what's the misconception here?
0: The first thing I'll say when it comes to goals is goals isn't about the destination. Goals is about the journey that you're on. Because I started talking about goals as an example, even on my YouTube channel, I have videos about smart goals, like what you just said, setting goals that are that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. I talked about those till, till the cows came home. I talked about them all the time. But then I realized my goals when I started that YouTube channel are very different than my goals now. And I was so steadfast that my life was going to look exactly like I wanted it to five years ago. And if you had told me five years ago that you're not going to achieve what you want and your goals are going to change, I'd say, I can't see that happening. Right? I was so committed on this one specific thing, but then my goals changed, right? Because, we can create goals and we can set a vision, which is necessary. My process that I mentioned that I train salespeople and leaders on is called the five P's of self-mastery. And the very first P is to create a plan. You have to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, it's like going to a foreign area and not setting your GPS and hoping to get around. You're just going to be driving in circles. Maybe you'll get to where you want to go to, but it's going to take you years rather than minutes. I realized quickly that my goals changed, but I didn't give myself grace about it. I thought something was wrong. The reality is setting goals is important because let's say you have a vision for yourself five years from now. A lot is going to happen in five years, right? As an example, I set goals before the pandemic. The pandemic changed everything when it came to the business model that I was shooting for in early 2020 and 2021. And my goals changed. My vision changed. But the beautiful thing about goals, Brent, is they give you a direction, right? When you set goals, there's literally a part of your brain that activates and helps you to focus on what it is you want. It's called the reticular activating system. It's the RAS for short. And it's literally the, it's a part of your brain at the very tip of your brainstem that helps you to focus on what's most important. If you don't have goals or a direction and you're somebody just like, I know someone who close to me in my life who says, I don't set goals. I just let things come as they come. And this person is still living at home with their parents. They have a job with no potential for growth. They're not the happiest of people. It's not judgment. This is simply observation, right? So goals are a prerequisite. But letting them be the end-all, be-all of your happiness is just not realistic. So set goals. But if those goals change, have grace with yourself over those goals changing. Have the vision. But when that vision changes, and I say when, not if. When the vision changes, accept that change. I remember Tony Robbins mentioned he wanted to be the president of the United States when he was 50 years old. When he was like 20, he said, I will be president when I'm 50. He's 60 something now and he's not president, but something tells me that that man could campaign and very likely become the president if he wanted to. I do believe that. So it just goes to show you'll have goals, but allow them to change. And yes, smart goals can be helpful. Make them specific, make them measurable, make them attainable. But something is only attainable in your worldview right now, right? Attainable to you and realistic to you is different than realistic and attainable to me. So create a vision, create goals, get yourself around people who already have what you want or who are on the path to getting what you want. Just like we're friends, Brent. Like we're both gunning for that number one podcast spot because we want to help the most people. And I know if I'm number two and you're number one, we're both helping a lot of people. So I'm fine with that, brother. So be okay when your goals change is is the main point that I wanted to make there.
1: We're we're big fans of smart goals around here, but I'm also a big fan of you set SMART goals in very specific increments, right? We always let go of that timely. I, I'm into like three month increments. Uh have a bigger vision than that, have a bigger dream than that. But SMART goals are for activating the plan, right? So I stick to three month goals is what I aim for. It's like, okay, this is the time frame we want to work in. Because after we achieve this, we have to reevaluate our bigger visions and goals. Yes. So I like goals being the short term. Like you just said,
0: three month increments. I love that because the goals are the actions. The vision is the philosophy. So have your long-term vision and allow the goals to be shorter term because you don't know how you're going to make the vision happen. And you don't need to know that. Like the vision for us is to be some of the top podcasts in the world when it comes to personal growth so we can help the most people. But the how we do that is constantly going to change. Like chat GPT coming along. That wasn't here five, six months ago, right? Maybe it was, we just didn't know about it, but now it is and it's a tool and we use it. We learn, we we educate ourselves. So the how in the vehicle will change. And that's a big part about having grace with yourself about how you're actually going to get to the vision. And you might have a year where you don't make much progress at all. But then the year after that, you make leaps and bounds and progress that you've never even thought was possible. So Allowing yourself
1: grace when you're feeling off track from achieving those goals is super important too. Guys, we've been talking wise, self-mastery, goal setting, some of the mistakes that come along with that. In the next part of the show, we're going to dive into Brendan's five Ps, because I'm really fascinated by the framework you've put together. And I'm even more fascinated with action that our listeners can take from this conversation. And I think that your structure is going to help a lot of people. So we're going to roll it our next sponsor, and we will be right back with more from Brandon Eastman. How well do you sleep at night? Do you toss and turn and wake up more tired than when you went to bed? Sleep is commonly one of the critical elements people fall short on in their life. The quality of sleep you get directly affects your ability to control your weight, your ability to add muscle, your stress levels, and your everyday job and life performance. If you're ready to move to the next level, then sleep has to be part of the plan. Check out our friends at GhostBed.com if you're ready to get your best sleep. I love my GhostBed. I've been sleeping on one for a couple of years and has made a huge difference in how I sleep. Hit GhostBed.com and use the code THEFALLIBLEMAN30 to get 30% off your order and start getting better night's sleep tomorrow. Now, let's go on to the show. Guys, welcome back. In the last part of the show, we discussed the whys, the self-mastery, and some mistakes and setting goals. In this part of the show, we're going to run Quickly through Brandon's 5P framework because I want you to go hang out with Brandon on his show to get the in-depth version of that. And so Brandon's going to introduce the concept to us and then we're going to keep on stepping because I want you to go check it out on Brandon's show because <laughs> part two. And uh Brandon, introduce us to your 5P
0: framework. Sure. So this framework didn't just come out of thin air. Like I mentioned, for four years, I trained salespeople. And we trained them on how to sell, of course, how to be influential. But I found that when they incorporated this 5P process into their life, their sales improved, but their lives improved as a result. Okay, So I actually found that the sales improved after the life improvements happened. And the same thing for leaders. When they incorporated this process into their life, their leadership improved because their life improved as a result. And the greatest salespeople and the greatest leaders that you'll talk to that you'll meet They all follow this process, whether they realize it or not. And we already talked about the first P. The first P is create a plan forward. Know what you want, have the vision, because if you don't have the vision, it's a lot harder to create the short term goals that come along with the vision. So you got to have a plan, right? Have a plan for the next three months, have a plan for the next year. Once you go beyond a year, that's when the vision starts to take hold. I believe that the vision happens after the year point because you don't know what can happen within a year. Something can happen that completely changes your goals. It completely changes your life. But the vision is something that stays constant because it's so far out. The second P is how you fuel the plan. The second P is power. And power comes down to your emotional fitness and your physical body, right? Your thoughts, power, your success. If you're someone who constantly has the self-talk of I'm not gonna be able to do this, I don't have what it takes, my beliefs just aren't there, Um, I'm not surrounded by the right people, I don't have the the, the best circumstances, then it's gonna be very difficult for you to achieve the plan that you're going after. You've gotta be able to fuel that plan with strong thoughts and a strong body. And a lot of people, including myself at the beginning, We try to start with the thoughts, right? We try to change our thoughts. That's very difficult. It's much easier to change our body first because when we change our body, when we put our body into motion, it changes our thoughts by default. When you focus on your physiology, your thoughts change as a result. That's why they call it emotion. Emotion is energy in motion. Get your body in motion, your thoughts will follow. That's the second P, power. The third P is to discover and align yourself with purpose. This is where it kind of, some people think that this gets airy fairy and a little bit foo-foo. It's not by any means, right? When I discovered my purpose, it was by accident, right? So it's hard to really just go out there and try to find your purpose. I find, I feel that your purpose finds you with what it is you're doing, but your purpose, you can live your purpose inside of a job inside of a company in your own business inside your community, in your family. You can live your purpose anywhere, but really what that purpose is, is how you give back to other people. So Brent is living his purpose with the Fallible Fallible Man podcast. He's living his purpose with his events that he hosts, right? That's his way to give back. You're listening to this show for free. You didn't pay to listen to the show that's Brent living his purpose. And anything he does that can align with him giving back and him with the show, that's him living his purpose. I've never met someone who wasn't aligned with their purpose who was living an ultra successful and fulfilled life. Purpose is the third P. The fourth P is find and surround yourself with the right people in order to accomplish your vision. So I'm blessed to be part of a community that includes Brent, that includes one of my mentors today, who is Di, whos die who has been on the show. You got to surround yourself with the right people. If you're not surrounded with the right people, it's going to make it very difficult to achieve what you want to achieve. The top salespeople always talked with the other top salespeople. The greatest leaders always communicated with the other greatest leaders and the people who were above them. We've all heard the cliche, you are the three to five people that you spend the most time around. And it is so freaking true. Get around the right people that's the fourth p and finally we we alluded to this a bit already when we talked about the different areas of life but the fifth p is progress don't look to just make these giant life transformations overnight you're going to put a lot of pressure on yourself look to simply make 1% progress every single day if you can move forward 1% every single day after a year you activate the law of exponentials right after a year you'll have grown 37% in that area that you've been moving towards. Imagine where you'll be after five years, right? Now you're at over 100% growth. So move forward 1% every single day, Brent. Just choose that one area of life you wanna focus on and then ask yourself, what is one thing, not 10 things, 20 things, what's one thing that I can do now in order to move forward and make progress? So in conclusion, and they do go in order, that is really important, create a plan, fuel the plan with power, align it with purpose, surround yourself with the right people and make 1% progress every single day to move towards that plan.
1: You and your clever outlines with letters. it (laughs) (laughs) It makes it easy to remember. Now guys, we'll have all of Brandon's connection information for you in the description and the show notes as always to make sure that you can connect with them. I'm serious. I'm recommending go over to the Be Better broadcast and go in depth with Brandon on the five P's to really learn how to implement those more effectively in your life. I know you're all waiting for the most important thing. Shakespeare's shortest tragedy was actually Macbeth. Oh, Macbeth. okay. So if you guessed Macbeth, you are right. I know that's the important part. Everybody cares about. I forgot it, about that. That's right? funny. You guessed Othello. I, I would have guessed it wrong. Like I said, I look all these up. So Macbeth is his shortest tragedy. Guys, we know that you are striving to make leaps and bounds forward every day. That's why you listen to these shows. That's why you're part of our communities. Brandon is another resource for you to do that. Uh, I can't recommend his show enough. Now, Brandon, I want you to, to walk us out. If if our little audience hears nothing else today, What is the most important thing you want them to hear today?
0: Like what we talked about earlier, this life, especially being almost 30 now, and some people who were in their fifties might hear that and be like, this guy knows nothing. Like, you don't, it's going to be different when you're 40 and 50 and 60 and whatever. And, And, and that's great. But from what I've learned so far, and what I can give you is this life is simply an accumulation of experiences some of those experiences are going to be great some of those experiences are going to be not so great they're going to be difficult and it's hard when you're in it to look at those difficult circumstances and find the good in them however those difficult circumstances when you don't achieve the goal when your goals change when you're struggling in one of those five key areas when you're not finding the people to surround yourself with when your body is not where you want it to be right those difficult circumstances are the only reason that we even have these stories to tell brent you wouldn't have the podcast if you didn't have difficulties i wouldn't have my broadcast if i didn't go through those struggles that i went through so realizing and having the consciousness and awareness that when you are in those times of struggle and difficulty you're not alone number one but realize that these are the times that are shaping you for the rest of your life that's what i would share with people to wrap up the show
1: Brandon, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us today and be on the show. Guys, as always, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.